Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with co-host. Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. I think we need to send a message to our producer. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Love the intro. <laughs> hey, Kate, today we got an exciting show because we know summer is coming. And because of the heat, our cars cooking, all the extra travel, that if you have CBD products, we are going to help you protect them. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, it's getting hot. Out. Well, we live in Arizona, so it's definitely already hot. Here. Oh, yeah. So we already know we button down a lot of things when it comes to summer here in Arizona because just about everything we touch, own, and use, well, just starts to break down at 120 degrees. And that's what it is here for about four or five months. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. So... We have a lot of experience here, and how that helps with the show is we knew the right questions to ask in order to prepare this content for you today. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get this show underway. We're going to help you with the do's and don'ts, traveling, CBD, uh, how to keep it at its best, uh, because we all know that this is still fairly new. So when your CBD product changes colors, I can imagine that the majority of you are like, uh-oh. Yeah, I've had a, a few customers right. call. They look at it and go, oh, crap, does this mean it's bad? What's, what's going on? And yeah. what's happening when it does this? And how about this? That's one of the big reasons we wanted to have this show for you. Yeah. All right, so let's talk first. Just go, we'll just go to cannabis in general. As a matter of fact, in this conversation, think about the flower. Think about the bud because that is just regular, raw, right off the plant, dried cannabis. And it can be used either for THC users, the medical marijuana, both recreational and medicinal. Uh, It can also be cannabinoids like CBD and CBG. Yes. So, uh, So let's just kind of visualize that's where we'll start, because I think understanding what happens to the plant naturally is a good start to understanding how to protect your own CBD product that you purchased from the store, reputable place, online, and so forth. Okay, so let's go there first. Mm -hmm. First, there are four things, four conditions that tend to have a big impact on cannabis. And those four conditions are temperature, UV exposure, humidity, and oxygen, oxygen levels. So let's talk about them individually. Now, I can tell you this. Mostly, the impacts are to THC. That one is the most volatile. Beca- not, not volatile. It's the most that's impacted. And it's because THC has a very specific outcome for most. And it's recreational. Yeah. All right. So when that degrades... You know, everybody gets disappointed. I just want to throw that out there. Most of you recreational users already know this. Let's start talking. Temperature. Temperature is one of the biggies. Uh, Most users know uh, the term 
Let's see if I can, I always, I always uh, like to look at it before I say it. Decarboxylation. Most people know that term. That is when we apply heat and the cannabinoids will drop some of their molecular weight and become something else. So THC delta eight, or, de, or, del, or delta, I'm sorry, THCA will then become THC uh, delta nine. Anyway. I'm sorry, THC Delta 9 will become <laughs> THC. All right. Anyway, through this process of heat. Well, yeah. heat also has an impact on almost all the cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. They will each respond to different temperatures and different lengths of temperature. Now, but the one that moves the most is THC. The one that has the biggest impact on us is THC. Now, also, we all know that TH, uh, that cannabis has a shelf life. The longer you have it, the longer it degrades. Now, what does degrade mean for somebody who is cannabis, has good uh, cannabis IQ? Well, that means the THC starts to, starts to convert over to CBN. And CBN is not psychoactive. Thereby, your your flower, your, your cannabis flower, just starts to become less and less and less THC active. Okay, so you should use your cannabis, not right away, but within a certain amount of time. Right, you should. Now, I'll be able to spend just a little bit more time on that, okay. but really what I want to start with is temperature. It is suggested if you can keep your cannabis under 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, that temperature poses the least amount of pressure towards degradation of your THC. Okay, so... And cannabinoids in general. I, I'm saying all cannabinoids. Can seven I, degrees Fahrenheit or below. And, and can, so this would also apply to the hemp plant. Correct. So the flower from the hemp plant as well. So, okay. So, and, and I, you know, I've never thought about it. Of course, I carry flour in the store right. mm -hmm. so it needs to be in it I mean it's in a glass case under light all day right right um, should I be removing it and putting it in a dark cool place in the evening should I be doing something different to it yep. I mean I keep the store at a certain temperature I think if you want to max the life for your consumers right I think you should have a display only uh, under those lights Okay. And I think a cool, dark place is where you want to store the remaining products. Ah, okay. okay. And Great then, question, by and the then, way. Right, and so with that flower... Um, no, it's packaged and not in a jar that's visible. Yeah, you can see through it. You're likely to be fine. But when it's in that glass jar and it's exposed to ultraviolet light, that's the key. That's the key. Okay. So then I need to do, I need to do a little rearranging yeah. at the store because I have that out. And how about... If I allow my customers to open the jar to smell and look at That's what I a say. sample. I, I say you just have, oh, you, I, I think you're fine, as long as you put it back away. Okay. Yeah, and, and I'll get to that, too, because that has to do with oxygen as well. Now, I should tell you this. So the, the cannabis plant, uh -huh. that, that dried phyto mass that shows up like a bud in, in a jar, right. you should know it starts to degrade the moment it starts, it stops getting nutrients from the root. Okay. Okay. And again, I dug this out of uh, a study that uh, I was going to help you guys with today uh, from the 
Cannabis and Cannabinoid Research Center that was done uh, fairly recently. So keep in mind that. So as soon as it's been harvested, that degradation starts. Okay. Okay. And mostly what we're talking about in degradation is the conversion of THC to uh, CBG. So is it a good idea then to start asking for an expiration date on products, flour? You can. Yeah, it's an added service you can give to your clients. Absolutely. If there's there's such a thing. I'm just trying to think of questions I need to ask my manufacturer now. Right. Very good. Very great questions. Very good questions. Everybody should look at that date. Uh, most, Most enthusiasts already know this information, so now we're passing it on to those who do not. So if you're doing flour, that means dried, grassy looking stuff in a jar, look for a date. Know that over time, it does start to degrade on its own, but you can slow it down by keeping it in a cool, dry place. Okay. with no light. Okay. Good to okay. know. All right. Let's move to... Okay. So we already talked about... Now, let me, let me talk a little, just a little bit more about UV exposure. Mm-hmm. It has the highest and fastest rate of degradation of all four of these. So oh. it is the quickest okay. way to lose your cannabinoids. Okay. Uh, then we got humidity. Humidity has two issues. So you put it in a high hum- a humid place. Uh, you got moisture. First breaks down the trichomes, and then second, you could have micro- microbial growth, which is your really, mold. Yeah, mold. Yeah. Okay. Now humidity, interestingly enough, can come in two places. That, and I wouldn't have thought of the second one, but the first one's already known. High humid areas. Maybe you're in a part of the country where the humidity is super high. I uh, want to try to keep it in a, in a dry place if possible. But you know the other one is? You'd think, oh, I'm going to make my stuff last long. I'm going to put it in the freezer. Apparently, the freezer creates humidity. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So you don't want to put it. Don't put it in your freezer. Don't put it so in there. So I got that from a reputable source. Do not put it in your freezer. Now, And this is at the flower stage, yes, right? Yes, this is at the flower not stage. Not after you've made a wonderful batch of brownies and you <laughs> put them in the freezer. <laughs> okay. Right? All right. <clears throat> No, I can't. I can't. No, I, I can't say yes to that. No? I, I think you might still be suffering with the same issue. It, oh. We're talking about that molecule. Yeah. All right. So okay. that molecule, if you're putting it in the freezer, you might over time be uh, exposing it. it to oxygen. Now, they're suggesting that oxygen isn't, it's, a, it's not a fast thing. It's a slow thing. So if you're in there for six months, you might be fine. Yeah. But if you're keeping them in there and it's a year later, you know, you might, you might recognize it might not be as potent. Okay. Okay. Fair don't, question. Don't throw it away. Right. <laughs> Just don't throw not, it away. But. Not be as strong. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Uh, and then last is oxygen. And I didn't think much about this, but while the plant is drawing nutrients from its roots, it loves oxygen. Uh-huh. All right. It's still good growers know how to, how to tweak oxygen levels. But once it has been harvested, oxygen tends to a speed conversion of the THC to CBN. Okay. Which, by the way, hey, CBN's great for those who want to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> but, but does it need the THC? It does need the THC, but usually, you know, THC is not going to go to zero. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Good, good uh, response. Yes, CBN does want some THC to give you a good night's sleep. Uh, keep airflow conditions low. So that means if you can seal it. Keep it sealed. Yeah. So, so to minimize the oxygen rate, just keep it from being exposed to airflow. Uh, high altitudes, also worth considering. And then, uh, well, we already talked about this. So, you know, the plant's starting to de- uh, degradate once it is removed from the roots. 
Okay. All right. Let's talk about a a decarb study of acidic cannabinoids. Now, what do they mean by acidic cannabinoids? When you see the term CBDA, when you see the term THCA, those are acids, acids that have yet to turn to CBD and THC. Right. That's the the little place before it goes into the next phase. Gotcha. All right. And why did I choose? Well, I used this clinical study that was done from the Cannabis and Cannabinoid Resource Center. I used this study to help validate all the facts that I was going to provide to you today. Mm -hmm. And for those junkies who like clinical studies and like to hear me struggle with words and stuff like that, here we go. All right. I thought I would just read the the initial statement of this study, uh, because I thought it was interesting. Okay. And the, and why they thought this was an important thing to do, and it will make sense to you too. Efficient production of Delta-9 THC, CBD, and CBG from cannabis is important for the development of dosage formulations to facilitate the successful medicinal use of cannabis. Oh, okay. I know, man, because this came from a plant. Right. So you can expect the conditions to change its outcome and can expect it to happen frequently, right. which is not really super good for medicine. Well, you, yeah, because you obviously, right, you know, yeah. Right. All right, so it goes on to say, these neutral cannabinoids do not occur at significant concentrations in the plant. So the CBD, the, the, the THC. Cannabis synthesizes primarily the carbo- the carboxylic Acids, forms of delta-9, THC, CBD, and CBG, namely delta-9, THC. These acidic cannabinoids are thermally unstable and can be decarboxylated when exposed to light or heat. As a result, the the requisite Forensic analyses are usually expressed as the sum of the acidic and neutral forms of cannabinoids. Reports also show that delta-9 THC itself readily oxidizes to cannabidiol, or cannabinol, which is CBN, with oxygen and light during decarboxylation process. All right. Okay, that was a mouthful. It was a mouthful. It was a mouthful. Can we dumb it down? But... (laughs) Well, what I was trying to do is not dumb it down first. Let you know that the information of today was coming from good, reliable clinical studies. So the source was valid, uh, that things start out as an acid, then they move over to the cannabinoids you have learned to enjoy or use medicinally. Uh-huh. And there's a step process there that includes uh, ultraviolet light and, and um, heat. All right. Now, what, let me go to some more facts I think you might find interesting. Again, if you are a... THC enthusiast, uh, marijuana enthusiast, you may already know these things, but here comes from numbers from uh, the clinical people. Okay. All right. So the formulation of Delta-9 was observed using liquid chromatography, and it was found to max the production of Delta-9. So remember, using heat to convert from from Delta-9 to just THC. So delta-9 THC to just regular THC that has psychoactive effects. To get the max production of that was 293 degrees Fahrenheit for 
five to ten minutes in a vacuum oven. So I would imagine this is a more industrial laboratory type of oven that's probably uber efficient and right that doesn't have anything in there that obstructs the process. Right. All right. So I'll say that again. So maximum production of THC was at 293 degrees Fahrenheit from five, between five and 10 minutes. So you're not going to get that in your uh, at home I've oven. I've got that number for you because they did that one as well. Okay. Now what they, what, what they found that was unique about this particular temperature and this vacuum oven, by the way, using a liquid chromatography uh, unit was, was very precise. It can tell exactly how many cannabinoids in there at the beginning and, the, and after the process. Uh, was there was no conversion to CBN. Oh. That's what I thought was interesting about this particular uh, okay. attempt at the conversion. The second attempt was in a regular oven, something that you would find in a household. And their temperatures were 320 to 356 degrees Fahrenheit. And it also was to 15 minutes. Okay, so you get your oven up to a certain place, throw it in there on your cookie sheet. Mix them, yep. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. So that's when it maxed. Now, why is there ranges? I would imagine because their their samples were by nature. So they lively had certain variances, each sample because they're coming from Mother Nature. Well, that's good to know that you only leave it in there for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. But here was an observation. They they said, though, when done at a regular oven for 320 to 356 degrees Fahrenheit, 15 minutes, it maxed out the THC production, but they observed CBN was produced. Mm. So then... So some degradation had already started. Okay. Okay? So do you want to... Back so, that up? Or, well, but in a regular uh, oven, reducing really... the temperature wasn't maxing the THC. Yeah. Yeah. So it still suggested that that was, from a clinical place, the best. And if you, lo- if and you didn't if... have a vacuum oven, you know, you don't have $20,000 laying around. It, right. <laughs> I was going to say, can you purchase one of those liquid blah, 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 blahs you mentioned earlier? Right. Okay, so... A little bit of CBN is not too bad, except you're going to be, it's going to be more sedative. Well, wait a minute. No, so so they just observed some. Some. They did not not suggest that this was anything to be alerted to. Okay. They just suggested that that's when the degradation of the THC started. And you already got to know that over time, this is happening all by itself anyway. Yeah. It's already going to happen the moment it was removed from the roots. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I do want to share this. Everyone know this. You are welcome to request this study. Uh, as usual, I take these clinical studies and I put them in our hard drive. And if I cannot get it, I'll at least have the link to it. Uh, so if anybody would like to have the study, feel free. Uh, it does talk about all kinds of clinical applications towards this process of all these cannabinoids. Okay, and I'm happy to share that with anybody who would like me to share it or like to have it. And I think we did, I think we talked about. Um, I'm the one that since I'm the one that puts the the show up on the website. There's yep. now a, a website, the CBD Edge Show. Okay. And I will just add a link to the description area mm-hmm. of the show. Also, so beautiful. We can have that. Absolutely beautiful. Now they talk a lot about THC, and it's process during uh, decarbing. 
The reason they are not talking about the other cannabinoids as much, remember they said that the THC uh, delta 9 molecule is unstable. In other words, it's pretty easy to drop one of its electrons uh, with the process of heat. But the other types of the other cannabinoids in the cannabis plant, not so much. Hmm. As a matter of fact, their statement were these other cannabinoids were much more complex and had other outcomes. It wasn't just as simple as CBDA dropping uh, some atomic weight and becoming just CBD. It wasn't just as simple. Other things were happening too. And their conclusion and their final statement on this was, of course, like I always read, requires more studies. Of course. Right. That's the end of every single thing we read about CBD. Yeah, with CBD or or even most cannabinoids, but I think THC has the most amount of studies in it. Now, so when I previewed the graphs and the charts and looked at all the studies, I really wanted to come up and say, okay, here's where the temperature limits are going to be for some of these other cannabinoids. Like, for instance, if you are purchasing a a, a CBD product uh, and you want better sleep, you probably want to preserve that cannabinoid or CBG and CBN. You probably want to preserve it more so you'd like to know where that threshold is for heat. Well, that's what I was trying to get to, and I couldn't. There just wasn't enough knowledge. But what I could tell you is they all had much higher heat uh, limits before things happened. So... My conclusion after reading through this is these minor cannabinoids or these smaller other cannabinoids, including CBD, had less of an issue relative to heat. Okay. 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 So that's, and and that is... And there's no issue of degradation through time either. So none of the other cannabinoids are moving from one state to another, like THC moves to CBN. Okay. Okay. So those two, uh, and again, that's well, well spoken of in this study. And is, is, are we still talking just in the flower form or in any form? Yeah, in the, so it's purer to talk about it while it's still in the flower form. Okay. Why? Because once an extractor and a manufacturer gets a hold of this product, then they're applying heat, they're applying chemicals, they're manipulating the product even further, and then there's this, this application of this study no longer is as accurate. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So okay. I really wanted to stay super clean. Yeah. Okay. But good question. It's rel- It's a relative question. You're right. It's a good yeah. question. I just want to make sure, yeah, that's where we were still talking. And you're talking, again, both hemp and marijuana. That's correct. Yes. I am talking about the cannabis Are we the using the word family. marijuana any longer? I know. It is starting to fade, uh, but the, the, the term hemp, I, I believe they are going to get even more pronounced mm. because one of the bills that's in Congress right now is specifically targeted at hemp. Anything derived from hemp will now be considered a uh, supplement, a dietary supplement. And so I think hemp is going to get pulled away and the term marijuana will not be subjective anymore. It won't be, oh, wait, hey, is there CBD, what, what? No, those two will be super separated to be like talking about milk and orange juice. Okay. Right, milk, you never confuse it Oranges with orange juice. Oranges and lemons. And, right, you won't confuse them anymore. So uh, to, your, to answer your question, I think those are going to get even more pronounced as being individual. Okay.
Uh, let's see. All right, so so for THC enthusiast, uh, well, let's 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 dial this in just a little bit more. If you are using a cannabinoid product, a CBD, we all call them CBD products, but the reality is they're cannabinoid products. But if you are purchasing a cannabinoid product for anxiety. To be honest with you, the amount of THC that it started with when you purchase it is important. It was manufactured and put together to have that much THC in it because that was an important part of the process. Your ECS system needed that along with the CBD, along with the, uh, the CBG. It needed all those pieces and so when THC starts to degrade, you also might find your cannabinoid product, i.e. CBD product that you purchase for anxiety, might also not be as potent six months from now. Okay. Now, I, there's no science here. Yeah. And you remember, and this was manipulated twice before the consumer got it. Mm -hmm. So this clinical study I read today is not going to apply now. But just to know that as we progress in this, we will get better and better at dosing because we will understand this degradation process so much better. And once we get to there, we can know how to preserve it longer. We can know how to adjust, put shelf life. All these things will start coming once we understand these other cannabinoids better. Okay. Again, THC was easy because it was unstable. Yeah. But these other molecules... These other cannabinoid molecules are not so much. Okay, so... And they're the ones that do the most for us, yeah. medicinally. Right. Yeah. Right. And so... We, you don't need a whole lot of THC to have get the effects that you're looking for. The two biggest things THCs can have an effect on is anxiety and pain. Those two... If you are looking at a CBD alone product for pain, you're likely on the barely getting it done side of the table. Yeah, and that molecule is great but it's not it's just not for pain it's really not strong enough for oh no you pain. can't no 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 uh, so i'm sorry if you're using cbd and it has the entourage effect with the small amount of thc that's commonly found in a hemp plant yes that is the best model for pain and the best model for anxiety right when you separate it out you are not getting the benefit so the thc molecule has those two uh, as its strongest contributor I mean, as it, what, how it helps people the most yeah. are those two. Okay. Um, yeah, because most people would think, uh, oh, it's sleep. It's got to be sleep because, you know, anytime I get on THC, I feel sleepy. No, that's wrong. It's sedative. THC is. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, can, uh, the, uh, the cannabinoids that cause uh, the, the circadian clock to work correctly is not THC. So pain, pain and anxiety. And anxiety. Yeah, are the two biggest ones. So I, again, I, the reason I said that, if you are purchasing your CBD product because of anxiety or pain, you want to consider the degradation of THC and the CBN because THC was a, uh, a an important part of those so two as conditions. So as a consumer and you're there at the dispensary, yeah. I mean, can you ask? I, can I get the freshest? <laughs> the freshest? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think these are going to come up. Yeah. Yeah, and it's such an unknown thing. You know, six months, how long has it been kept? Where has it been kept? All right. It's, it's, right now, it's at that state. Yeah. It's hard. I yeah. think they're really good, though, at the dispensary. If, if, if yeah. now and that I'm thinking about they're it. They're enthusiasts. 
they should know this one more than most. Everything is just kind of like a display of things, and then they always pull from the back. Right. So that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. All right, good, good, good. Okay, so I think what we're going to move into next is we're going to talk about the different types of products that are out there. You know, we have tinctures, we have edibles and vapes. We're going to now move over and give you more practical uh, what to do or the do's and don'ts about these products once you've spent your hard-earned money on them and you've vetted out the right source and you're like, thank God this stuff works. Okay, now we're going to help you to preserve it you know, over these months, especially over the summer and through travel and stuff like that. So, yeah. sounds like a really good second half, doesn't it? <laughs> it sounds so <laughs> wonderful, yes. And, and this is where you're going to participate a lot, too, because... Well, I do have a lot, of, a lot uh, of... Yeah, I have a lot of interaction with customers. Yep. I think this is almost a daily question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so right. you'll have a lot to contribute on this, this section. Sorry, I hogged it all up in the very beginning. But I know everybody likes to laugh when I read stuff from clinical studies. Anyway, all right, let's take a quick break for our wonderful sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to give you some real do's and don'ts about the CBD products you have purchased. Okay, we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back are you finding your frequency it can be described as that space between failure and success it's the future of digital media it's finding your voice it's engaging topics content and ideas jeff and ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects it's about making the mistakes taking the chances summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, <laughs> listeners. Here we are, CBD Ed Show, giving you some do's and don'ts with your CBD products. Now, 
We were talking during the break. Yes, we were. And why is this helpful? Well, it's hard earned money that you're spending on your CBD products. And I know you get a lot of people go, oh my God, that's expensive, right? Well, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. No. Okay, but when you compare it to the solution, which yeah. is commonly pharmaceutical, remember one of the first studies we did was the common cost uh, out of your, uh, your for a uh, CBD product annually is $700. The common cost of a pharmaceutical $50,000. Well, you, you know, and the, uh, listen, again, I have a lot of customers, mm -hmm. that, oh, well, this, you know, this only cost me, you know, $2 for a prescription, this pain pill or this whatever uh, it is. Right. And I'm like, but you, you had to go to the doctor. You have to pay medical insurance. You, I mean, there's. Yeah. And who's, who's not paying over a grand a month now in medical insurance? Uh, it's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's, it's terrible. So, no, yes, that little <laughs> thing cost you $2, but in the long run, yeah. it cost you a lot more. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so, you know, we're, we're helping here. This uh, Yes, this is medicine. I keep trying to tell people this is not, you know, people say, oh, I didn't really like the taste of that. Well. Yeah, chew on an aspirin. See, I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's it's not candy. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right. So let's, uh, so I thought we'd break uh, some conversations into uh, the actual products you'll see on the counter, like tincture oils and topicals, vape cartridges, uh, and what else do I have here? Edibles. And edibles, right? So there are categories we'll break things into. Uh -huh. uh, let's start with tincture oils. Now, and, and for those who are new to tincture oils, they're just a combination of cannabinoids from the hemp plant. And usually they're mixed in with a carrier oil. Lots of times those oils are oils that are easily ingestible. Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, you have, uh, what, what kind of oils do MCT we have? MCT oil, yeah. grapeseed oil, hemp seed oil. Yeah. So easy on the digestive system. Mm -hmm. Why does it have to be an oil? Because cannabinoids will bond to an oil. They will not bond to anything like just liquid. Right. Okay, that, those molecules will will be opposed they'll, they'll not they'll push away from each other yeah the molecule with a oil though will bind together uh, and it's important that they bind together uh, because if they do not you will have issues and I'll talk through that just a little bit mm-hmm uh, let's see here tincture oils now we talked a little bit about degradation so at high temperatures like hundred and twenty degrees Fahrenheit for 10 minutes or more, that process can start happening in a tincture. Now, yeah. Why, why do you have to get up to that temperature? And Because earlier we talked about keeping it in a nice cool 70 degrees. Yeah. That does not necessarily apply because this is in a glass container and it's also encapsulated with all the oil because the carrier oil is the largest uh, ingredient in there. So it takes a while for all that to heat up. Okay, so here's my example. I had a call, mm -hmm. yeah, actually yesterday. Okay. Um, and my customer, she she has a brain injury. She and her memory is not great. Anyway, she bought a bottle of CBD. Okay. She forgot about it. Mm -hmm. She left it in her car. Oh, okay. For um, 
she thinks it was like three or four days. Okay. And she calls me. It's still in a box. Mm -hmm. It's not been opened. It's just been sitting in the car. But again, we live in Arizona. And of course, I said, bring it back in and I'll exchange it for something else. Do you think it would? But is it okay or isn't? Nah, I'd get rid of it only because uh, that heat here in Arizona in an enclosed car, oh, that's easy, 140 degrees. Yeah, right? Yeah, easily. And it was in there for hours, hours and hours. Yeah. So I would take it back. And not that it's not going to be effective. It's just not going to be as effective as what we said it would have been mm-hmm. in the box at the time they purchased it. Yeah. That's all. So And okay. so that's why a lot of manufacturers like like ours. So it's in a green bottle. It's in a green bottle. Stop the UV light. Stop that UV light. Correct. And then we even put it in a box. Right. So to help control the temperature. Again, you're just controlling the environment. So environment around, when yeah. you buy a CBD product, not that it has to be in a box or all no, that. No, they're but just all helpful. They're all helpful. To Correct. See, all helpful to keep the product as good as as it was when we when we when it was made. That's correct. Yeah, that's exactly what you're trying to do. At the point where it was produced, we'd like to preserve that that potency that as long as possible. Yeah, because it's, it's just like the cannabis, the THC flower we were talking about. Right. You know, we want to preserve that as long as possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's see here. We have to max performance here. Uh, it is possible for crystallization to happen in a tincture bottle. Now, it's not probable if it was put together correctly. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a very long time. Then I, I would agree with you. I think people have gotten really good at understanding what to do. Yeah. Uh, it is a solubility and a heat at a time. And if the manufacturer knows what they're doing, it is not really a, a probable outcome. But if, in fact, it is, take it back because there's not much you can do. No, I mean, yeah, I, I have, again, I haven't seen that in years. In the yeah. beginning, we were seeing it quite yeah. often. So, in sp- so, so if you want to max the performance of your tincture, every once in a while, give it a look. Okay, put a little light up behind the bottle because most of these bottles are colored. Yeah. So you want to be able to see through it. And crystallization is so obvious, you won't miss it. So you'll look in there and you'll go, wow, it, it should be clear as clear could be all the way through the bottle. But okay, And they could also see it in the dropper, right, when they you pull? Could, no, no, because nope. the crystals will stay in the bottle. Oh, they'll stay yeah, in the bottle. Yeah, they're not going to come up into the dropper. Oh, They'll okay. usually latch on, be, get bigger, they'll stay at the bottom, stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. So do a visual inspection. Now, this usually, do it whenever you want because who, you don't know how long it stayed on the shelf either. Right. Now, but remember, if it does crystallize, it's usually a problem with how it's put together. Okay. Okay. So, but if it does, replace it. Because mm-hmm. not going to, what crystallized were the molecules you were after? Those cannabinoid molecules are designed so when they are created, they're created in such a manner that they like to stack on top of each other. It's regarding their shape. Mm-hmm. So once a manufacturer gets this product, then we kind of break that molecule up and then attach it to things so it can't come back together. And so if that process wasn't done, it wants to come back yeah. to that state of stacking on top of each other. And that's what crystallization is. And if you get that, you know, you're not getting it in your body anymore. All right. Also, uh, to max the performance of your tincture, oh, you want to shake the bottle before use. Mm-hmm. Now, this has nothing to do with CBD. 
this really only has things to do with the added ingredients. Right. So all lots of manufacturers will add a profile of other things to help enhance or point their product at a particular condition. And sometimes those have solubility issues with oil. So shaking that up will just help distribute it, and that's really all. Okay, okay. nothing really big there. So we already know to keep it out of direct sunlight. Uh, keep it in a cool, dry place, not in your car in the middle of 220 degree, 120 degree Arizona weather. Is it okay in the refrigerator? Uh, yep, I think it's fine in the refrigerator. Why? Because there is not uh, an issue with uh, humidity. Moisture. Right. No, right. No, no. Yeah. I, I have a lot of customers that say they keep it in the refrigerator just because they like the they like the flavor when it's, oh, cold. When it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I had no issues at all from the study I read today. Okay. All right. Let's move to topicals. Topicals: combination of cannabinoids and a carrier ingredient designed to penetrate into the skin. Okay. If it does not penetrate into the skin, the cannabinoids are worthless for the condition unless you just bought this for a moisturizer. Yeah. Okay. Now, degradation. Check on, I checked on most carriers, uh, like shea butter and coconut oil. Yeah. And temperature was not an issue for most of these things. Yeah. In other words, they can sustain high temperatures, they don't break down. So, not an issue there. Um, heat and direct sunlight, however, can cause that carrier to lose its own moisture. And when it loses its own moisture, you can't apply it. Yeah. All right. So, but that is just super obvious. Yeah, you're going to look at it and go, shoot, I left the top off out in the sun and look, I got a big rock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So don't worry about, so that one's, you can self-police that one. Uh-huh. Uh, there's also uh, shea butter has, and this is something manufacturers will learn if they use shea butter in their products, uh, is that shea butter has the characteristic of crystallizing as well. And it really has to go through a very specific temperature process and to divert that from happening. And those who don't know how to do that, over a period of two months, that shea product will crystallize and become very, well, kind of gritty feeling. As it, is that means, you mean it's been warmed up or it's it's been in a hot place or something and then it starts to crystallize? No, the crystallization no, can be stopped at the manufacturing level and oh. it'll never crystallize again. Right. But if the manufacturer knows how to do that, it will not crystallize for you. But if you get a bottle that has been crystallized, take it back to your manufacturer and uh, they'll replace it. And you can also you know share with them, hey, listen, uh, I, I've been told this uh -huh. happens during the manufacturing process. Can you look into that? Okay. Okay. Now you can these molecules uh, when they crystallize, they don't they because they're in this large solution. They they don't really stack up as much. So you can still use the product. It just may be uncomfortable. That's all. You know, yeah. Because it's kind of gritty. It's It'll gritty. Rub it a little bit. Off. All right. right. Um, now, if you cannot get it back to the manufacturer, you can reheat this to a liquid form. Uh -huh. So in the what? microwave? In the microwave is fine. So let's say if you had a one-ounce container, if you put it in the microwave for about six minutes on power level number two, mm -hmm. you likely will liquefy it, and you want to completely liquefy it. And then as soon as it is completely liquefied, put it in the refrigerator for a period of about four or five hours. That speed of going from a high temperature down to a low temperature will stop the crystallization from happening. Oh, okay. that's and a good it'll hint. And also return your product back to uh, where it was when you bought it. 
Okay. Okay. So again, super easy to recover. Yeah. Yeah. So no worries there. Or you can just you know take it back to your manufacturer. Um, discoloring. If there's any discoloring in your topical solution, it really has nothing to do with cannabinoids. It's really going to be more about the other ingredients. Other ingredients. Okay? okay. You know things are added. Things are added to it. You know, there's preservatives. There's there's essential oils. There's there's just other things that could be. Uh, impacted through oxidation, ultraviolet light, stuff like that. Okay, but okay. again, on your topical, you want to kind of keep it in a cool, dry place. I think most girls do that, right? right? Yeah, I mean, it's with all topical. the other rest of the yeah. makeup and yeah. all the other stuff there. Oxidation, ultraviolet light, those things mm -hmm. tend to just mess with the formulation, mm -hmm. right? But in it, if it does get hot, say, let's say it's you leave it in the car, you leave it, you know, you got it in your beach bag and mm -hmm. you're on the on the beach there, it's okay, right? Pro no, well, prolong, prolong. So hours and hours and hours above 120 degrees, now you got an issue with your THC. Okay. Okay, and THC. If you have a THC. Well, THC is a big thing about pain. So if you're trying to get rid of pain, a lot of times THC is a really important piece to have in your topical. Okay, so then it hemp, does. Hemp type. It does not go in the beach bag. <laughs> right? <laughs> it does not go out. It doesn't leave the house. Is that what you want to say? I mean, it can no, travel, it but can it travel, should stay. It can travel, just manage. Manage that high heat. Okay. And not everybody can. So when I talk about high heat, 120 degrees is pretty. It's hot. I'm not. I'm not sitting outside if it's 120 <laughs> right? degrees. Yeah, so okay. that's fine. All right. Uh, a couple of ways to max your performance of your topical. Uh, one is rub it in. Take time to rub it in. Rub it in for 60 seconds or more. Mm -hmm. Why? The heat tends to spread those molecules out. When those molecules spread out, they will enter the skin. The goal is to get it to pass the dermal barrier, so because that's where your receptors are. The yep. receptors for both inflammation and pain are there. So if you can get it down there, you do whatever you can to get it there. And rubbing it, the heat that's involved in rubbing it helps it get there. I, I always tell all my customers, if you go to get a massage, take it with you. Yeah. Oh, my Have goodness. Have them right? massage that area that you need that. Yeah. Um, how about um, the choice of carrier? That's important as well. And you can probably make this observation on your own. The longer it sits on the surface of your skin, the longer your skin looks all shiny, likely the larger the molecule that carrier is going to be. Okay, and then that translates to it's not really getting into your skin the way it should. Some of the ingredients that are really good at getting into the dermal barrier of your skin mm -hmm. are jojoba, jojoba, uh, and jojoba. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that made me laugh. Shea butter, coconut oil, avocado, rose hip, these are all on the list for great penetrators into the skin. All right, let's move on over to vape cartridges. Now, interesting about vape cartridges is they are the most concentrated with cannabinoids. Yeah. They, yeah, so when you look at that little cartridge on that little teeny pen, there's a lot of cannabinoids shoved in that little half mil or full mil cartridge. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cannabinoids in there. Now, because of that, concentration it's the one most susceptible to uv light and heat most susceptible this one i have learned okay. at the store all right. this one i i've learned all right so we got degradation 
uh, because cartridges can come in THC, CBD, right? So there's lots of different cartridges, and degradation is a big deal for a lot of them. Once your cartridge, you know, is three or four months old, you got to start looking at it and thinking, hmm, what's what's it look like? What's how's the potency? Well, it's it's it should right. be just getting darker and darker. Right. I mean, I've had customers call me and go, "This looks really dark. What's happening?" And 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 I have since adjusted this, but that's when I used to keep my cartridges in the case yeah. and pull from there. Right. So now they're in the back. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's keep reading on this. Then. But they're still good, right? If they're darker. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So that that is not a sign of anything more than, you know, discoloration of certain cannabinoids. Uh, when THC turns over to CBN, it's just timing. There's no color difference there. Okay. Crystallization, on the other hand, is a big problem. Why? Because cannabinoids can no longer get into that cotton wick. Yeah. Because they're crystals now. Right. So that means all those cannabinoids are staying in the cartridge. And you're wasting. And then sooner or later, it's just going to clog up uh, the pen. But anyway, let me keep going. So uh, because, let's see, because this is, you know, mostly concentrated uh, with cannabinoids, heat. Uh, and UV are big issues, so try to control both of those. Mm-hmm. You have 70 degrees, no exposure to sunlight, or at least as little as possible. you got to take it out and draw from it. I get it. Yeah. All right, but try to minimize those two, heat and UV. And by the way, if it becomes impacted, there is no solution. If it's crystallized? If it's crystallized, most of these cartridges are sealed. You can't get to the product. No. So it, you, it just wasted. It's gone. Right. Okay, once it's old, you can't reconvert, you can't reconstitute THC, so that's gone. Once it's, yeah, so just keep in mind, so protect it, but once it's, once it's gone, it's, it's just gone. Uh, let's see. How about yeah, max performance this? Um, here's an interesting thing. So when you're storing it, and we're asking you store it in a cool, dry, dark place, mm-hmm. also have it upside down. Something is not related to cannabinoids that we like to share with you is that sometimes the terpenes can be an adjective. They can, they can be corrosive to uh, the, the seals in the cartridge. Oh, okay, because that was one thing I was going to, yeah. I didn't want to interrupt you, but one of my manufacturers, because I asked, you know, this cart- your cartridges are really turning dark quickly. Yeah. yeah. And he said it's the terpenes. Yeah. Yeah, very common. Very common. So, and terpenes are super good for you, and they really have lots of great benefits. And people even will will have a a unique profile of terpenes that are very targeted at conditions that are very successful at at getting it done. But the upside, the downside is, is can it can have an effect on the seals. So placing your cartridge upside down, you know, overnight and stuff like that, or during lawn storages is helpful. And also, yeah, it can contribute to a coloring uh, thing, which you'll go, oh my God, there's something wrong, but there's not, nothing there, nothing there to be concerned about. Right. Again, the biggest concern you'll have is is crystallization, yeah, that battle's over, you're done. Just go ahead and throw, turn, it up, turn it around and get rid of it. Uh, and uh, just long-term, uh, no more THC in it. Yeah. Okay. So if your cartridge is more than... So what we think three months is okay. really a, ro- a wonderful fresh zone if you've kept it well. 
Yeah, and if you if you have a cartridge over three months, well, first of all, you're not doing your medicine right, and second, you're 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 not getting the good flavor. You're not getting all that wonderfulness. So go get a new cartridge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What are they? You know, are they in there between thirty and sixty bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and and you know what it gives us is wonderful stuff. So. Yeah. I know. So it's it's hard to sometimes go, oh, my God, it's $60. But then you go, oh, but the relief I've got over the last two months is, yeah, I just kind of like put those two side by side, but, and, and you'll relieve some of that anxiety about the cost. Yeah. I mean, I've had customers call and go, you know, I, ha I just found this cartridge. Yeah. Do you think it's still okay? And I, I'm like, well, how old do you think it is? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it could be like a year old. I'm like, right? no, I, I would not. Just throw that away and yeah. go get another one. All right, let's go to a fun topic, edibles. These are probably the most sensitive to, well, definitely heat. Yeah. I've already started. All my warnings came out. Yeah. Well, came out last month. They start. Okay. I started warning all my customers Good. about. All right. Don't do this. Do this. If you're going straight home, that's fine. Good. I am going to let you have all this one, but I'm going to lead in uh -huh. uh, with some things. Now, the thing about edibles: a uh, combination of cannabinoids and food ingredients. Right. That's uh, an interesting combination. You will find these in capsules, gel caps, gummies, confection, and baked goods. Did I get them all? Kind I mean water, but... Oh, there's, yeah, that's right. There's yeah. beverages, too. Right. Um, and, you know, Kim will share some things, you know, leaking and uh, you know, infused or coated. You'll share all that stuff. Uh, but what I want to share with you is keep in mind for all of those, when you're looking for maximum performance, your digestive process is a big play on this. So things to consider. When you are ingesting your edibles, are you doing it with an empty stomach or a full stomach? Mm -hmm. Why? Because the absorption of cannabinoids happens in the small intestine, so you have to wait till it gets there. And if you've got a full stomach, it's going to take a while. Yeah. And if you also have a full stomach, you'll probably have the best absorption because the acid's busy consuming that food. Mm -hmm. But if you have an empty stomach, you've got a lot of digestive acids that are in there. So there's all these little complications that are not there when you take a tincture under the tongue, apply it topically, or, or inhale it. it. Mm -hmm. Correct, correct. Um, so I just want to kind of share that with you. So when you want to max performance, give consideration to the time, it takes for the product to hit. Give consideration to how much, because you may have to adjust it from time to time, whether your stomach's full, whether your stomach's empty, what time of the day you took it. So you have to keep a good journal when you are doing just edibles, unless it's just recreational. And that's different. Yeah, I mean, if you're just looking to have fun. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, that's an easy and nope, no brainer. But if you're looking at it from a medicinal, you're trying to solve a condition. Give thought to journaling it so that you can... Yeah, so you don't okay. have to wait for your feeling. You, you don't have to wait. I have this, uh, it, it's just so crazy that I'm having all these questions this last week because uh -huh. I, I had a customer come in and, and she'd never done CBD or THC or anything edible. And she's like, so when would I start feeling this? And I said, she got a, she got a caramel. And I said, it, you know, eat, don't eat, break Hers. it in half. You just, you, you need to figure out your milligrams right now. Yeah. So I suggested eat it on an empty stomach the first time so that you can get the most benefit. Yep. Um, and then hopefully she would start getting relief around, you know, 30, 45 minutes. 
And I, I think that edibles are great because they last so long in your body. Yes, now that is very I true. like those yeah. just because of that. I don't like them because you lose some CBD in them. But baked goods, gummies, capsules, I haven't seen a capsule leak either in a very long time. So I know, I haven't I, either. No, no. Right. All those things, you don't have to store them in the refrigerator. Uh, but if you want to, they're they're fine in the refrigerator. I, I would not, obviously, no heat. I mean, uh, all my gummies, caramels, I don't even ship them out anymore. All right. We're done with that. It's too hot. All right. Okay, guys, we have to close this show down for today. I Sorry, so sorry I cut you short <laughs> on that one. I hogged up so much time. Anyway, our next show is going to be an interesting show because it will be about CBD products, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh. And we're going to help you to discern which of those you might have. Uh, now, hey, thanks for everybody for listening. Don't forget to add your questions to any of our social media uh, platforms so that we, at the end of the month, can do a show just based on your questions. Uh, and we'll dig deep for you, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, this is Ed and Kim sharing what is possible in today's health lifestyle. So now it's your turn to get out and live. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.